I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch. Here today with my spectacular co-host, we've got the one and only R Sigma. Hi. And we've got the lovely and sassy as always, Sublime Manic. That's the correct description, right? Like, it feels I'm not right. right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Welcome, of course, to the <laughs> yeah, Puckle Podcast. True. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League and nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. Man, yeah. Uh, we were actually just talking before the show started about Paradox Rift because, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a new set. It came out. My only problem, so like, I, I still play the TCG, right? I'm just not going to regionals right now. Like I, I've said before. I, I think that's fair. I think that, I think regionals are in a bad place with how big uh, they are and how yeah. long they take. But I kind of, I kind of agree with you. And I, one, I, I've come to terms with myself that mm-hmm. I just don't have the time to, uh, to commit to doing like a proper run, right? Yeah. Well, it's a like, commitment. I watch LAIC really and that. they had to yeah. skip the last two rounds because yeah. they had already hit 12 hours on their recording. And it's like, yeah, it's really, geez, I heard LAIC no. was pretty bad. I'm starting to feel like Japan has it right with the best of one. <laughs> because a little bit though, right? The bigger these tournaments get, the longer the rounds get, despite having a 50 minute time limit. Yeah. And it's, it's just getting unreasonable, right? No, it's, it's, yeah, I, I have issues with that. Like, I, I think it's okay to still compete in tournaments and stuff. Like, to go play in a league challenge or a cup, yeah. even if you're Local not doing cup. a world's run. Local is fine. Yeah, I think I think it's completely fine to, like, go do those and, like, try to win those um, without trying to do a world's run. Um, because if somebody is trying to do a world's run and you beat them, well, apparently they weren't good enough to just beat the local <laughs> Joe Schmo, right? They should probably lower their expectations. <laughs> uh, I just like doing that because, I, I mean, I like flinging the cardboard around and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a it's a good time. I like I like playing the TCG, but Paradox Rift was actually pretty big. It changed a lot of things. I love when they have the sets that add. Um, Ooh, I don't think like we've had that. Well, yeah, I guess we did with the future and the pat and the ancient rapid single strike. Yeah, and fusion strike. Rapid yeah, so strike. we got the future and the future yeah, and the ancient. Strike. I just feel like that's not going to be as impactful as we want it to be. I think it will be. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, look at I the mean, cards. they've done some cool stuff. Yeah. Like, I really like how they, they use those to make some powerful cards that aren't too powerful since it limits what kind of cards you can go get. Professor Sada is pretty good or the, uh, item. Professor Sada. Yeah. The item that gets you two future po- Pokemon. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I forget what that's called. I can see the card in my head and everything. It's some kind of like bracelet band. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. I don't play a future deck. 
Yeah, if you play yeah, a future no. deck, you could just use that and it's essentially a battle VIP pass. I hate battle VIP pass so much. I look forward to it rotating because it feels so RNG. Feels so RNG. Man, I'm, I really, I do, I think if I were to say something about the meta now, I'd say that, I mean, battle VIP pass is like the best and worst card, right? I hate it so much because every time my opponent goes first, they're like battle VIP pass. It's like, how did you get that? I have to Arvin for it. I know. <laughs> every time. No, I'm, I am looking forward to rotation because I think it does a lot. One, Mew rotates. So nobody has to do this one of Drapion inclusions anymore. Thank God. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm very excited to go and just play that. I, I really need to get back on stream. I really do. Now that things have toned down, I no longer have travel. Mm-hmm. It's on my list. I was going to do stuff this week, man. Uh, it's like, I hate being a government scientist in, uh, at the beginning of the fiscal year. Ooh. Yeah. Cause all the proposals are due at the beginning of the fiscal year. It's awful. Uh, October. When does the fiscal October year 1. start for you? So. That makes oh. more sense. Oh, that explains no. a lot of news too, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the by the thirtieth, like everything clears up for me. Like there might be like another proposal. The problem is like it's just it's a whole thing, guys. I can't I don't want to talk too much about it, but yeah, it's a it's a whole thing where people don't know what they're doing and they're asking for proposals and changing the rules midway along your proposal preparation. And it's uh very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time. That's a good time. Yeah. So I'm hoping to be back like post Thanksgiving, like that's just back, baby. Okay. Now we're going to do some streams. I, I don't know if it's going to be TCG or what. I really want to, I do really want to still go and try to like 100% Gen 1 and Gen 2 mm-hmm. uh, and just have a good time with that. I might, I was originally going to just do Gen 1 all the way by itself and then go on a Gen 2 for like Pokemon Stadium and stuff. But I was doing, I was doing some research on it. And this is part of me just breaking down and not wanting to be a purist anymore. Like the uh, number one strategies for beating like a lot of the cups in Pokemon Stadium are actually to use Pokemon you ca- catch in gold and silver. Huh. Because like for little cups specific, not well, little cup and oh, little cup. Yeah, because you need to get eggs. Well, that's if you need eggs, but the little cup and I mean, yeah, yeah. in both Pokemon little stadiums, cup and the other like little the cup, there are Pokemon two little cups. There are two little cups. Yeah. The, that, that little cup like allows up to level 15 Pokemon or something the like that. Cup. The Pika cup. The Pika cup that lets you have like evolutions as long as they're like under level 15 so you can have a star me yeah yeah so like so like you can catch like a level 15 haunter and stuff in gen 2 so you can just like go get a gengar level 15 gengar and use Mm -hmm. it in that cup so that that's the kind of stuff and i'm like you know what i kind of give up like trying to be a purist about this i'm just gonna do it this way (laughs) that makes sense Uh, i'm just gonna do it this way that makes sense yeah like, I looked through the Pika Cup roster, and it's like, I can use Starmie, but they don't let me use Ponyta in Little Cup. This is... Yeah. This is something here. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know. You guys been up to anything interesting, fun, cool? Uh, I mean, I've been enjoying the TCG again, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Paradox Rift was good. Paradox Rift was very healthy. There are people who would disagree with you, but I agree with you, if that makes sense. Those people don't like Iron Hands, and that's their choice to play Kumpei. Actually, based yeah, on the LAIC meta right now in day two, I feel like Iron Hands isn't really a problem. That's what I felt, too. It's like, uh, yeah, Chianpao's there, but, you know, Giratina's still the second highest deck in day two. Gardevoir's <laughs> number one, and Giratina's number two in day two, so I don't I don't know what... Uh, I, I think letting... Granted, I, I want to say that Iron Hands might be in some of those Giratina decks, but that that's beside the point. 
Uh, potentially, yeah, but I don't know that that's going to be... There's the potential. I know they're in Lost Zone boxes occasionally. I feel like uh, Iron Hands is, like, nice to have, but never essential for how to play the deck. No, it's nice against those little small prize decks, like the ones that run their Kumpay and, yeah. uh, or routes, where you just eat them and take two prizes, and then you're keeping up with them. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I absolutely I'm okay with that. With that. that is mm-hmm. perfectly fine. <laughs> but yeah. People are like, oh, it kills... Tra-. No, it doesn't. Like, no yeah. one's playing that heavy Iron Hands. Yeah. How's your uh, how's your experience been, Sublime? Like, what deck have you been playing? Um, I've been playing with a oh, lot yeah, of which one, but like, uh, which ones? Like, are you playing Roaring Moon, or are you just playing, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a darkness player. You're, I am shocked. <laughs> ah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I will say I love every time there's a Tina deck. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's why I call a Tina. It's one of those Pokemon that, like, every every There's always a good Giratina. Really there good is always a good Giratina. There's all, yeah, it's one of those Pokemon. Yeah. It's like Vileplume, but, but not just, toxic. Uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a toxic Vileplume. They cut down on their Vileplumes well. a little bit. They, they, they have significant... I think they've realized. I think they realized. <laughs> I wouldn't be completely against if they brought back I don't like Vileplume, but that's whatever. Uh... I don't know, like, item lock in it general. It doesn't block tools anymore, at least, but... Yes, that's true. No, I I do like the tool errata. The tool errata is one of my favorite things that's come out of this format, or just it since makes Scarlet sense. Violet. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, it really I does. No, no, that. it really does. I, I appreciate it. It makes, uh... The, I mean, but that was kind of part of the problem with, like, Palkia, right? <laughs> uh, when Palkia was a big, was oh. the big deck a couple years ago. Because you could just Irida for you could Irida for Choice Belt and everything. Mm-hmm. So like that. Was I mean, now we have insane. Arvin, which can get you a lot. Yeah, Arvin's Arvin's the fine. flexibility of Arvin astounds me. Arvin's <laughs> great. Getting, I think I think it's it feels a good like card. it keeps getting better, and I'm like, cool, because it's a fair card. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Arvin is a perfectly reasonable card. I think. Like, it, it feels balanced. I'm not yeah. going to complain about it. It's a perfectly it's okay card. for that card to see play. Absolutely. They have learned how to balance cards a lot more in recent years. Yeah, it feels like. I don't know how I like Countercatcher being back. That that is a card I'm not sure about yet. No, I'm kind of okay with. They're like trying to do the uh, comeback meta again, which is fine. I I like don't have a problem with the comeback meta cards because mm-hmm. it makes games I think more exciting. Yeah. Right. Like before, if you were down like two or three prizes, you're like, well, why, why, why am I even trying? Like my opponent needs to stall out like really hard for me to win at this I point. I mean, Iono is nice until they bit barrel. They always have yeah. a bit barrel down. It's kind well, of crazy. but that's only because of Iona. Yeah, this is true. Right. Like they wouldn't be playing the barrel so consistently if it weren't for it. Yeah, they're spending four this cards of their deck to do that. So, yeah, thank you. I guess uh, then you can play your Iron Hands. You can take out your bit barrel. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's fine. No, I I enjoy, I enjoy this meta right now. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it's, it, it hasn't become bad yet. No, no, I no, am, no, no. I'm, and then we're getting ice specs next year, so that'll be great. I'm waiting for like the moment where they're just like tag team ex. That's that's in two years. Yeah, that's always the like third year. Yeah, that's where they go and they ruin it. Like I hate big basics. We gotta go through DLC first. I do hate big basics. Which is big basics, so, you know. Yeah, that's not entirely I always like the big basics, because you don't have to devote so much space to, you know, evolution lines. I really wish Tinglu was better. Yeah. I feel like it should have hit EXs, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Poor Tinglu. <laughs> but alright, I think, uh, I'm gonna stop us here. So we got other things to talk about today. Uh, like the news. There's some news to talk about today, actually. <laughs> some. 
Some, yeah. <laughs> Some. So we're going to kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Welcome to the news. In the news, Pokemon Concierge got a trailer. Uh, it comes out December 28th, and we're going to get four episodes, and they're going to range between 14 to 20 minutes. This makes so, sense to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what makes it worse is we got a date for Pokemon Concierge before we got a date for Pokemon Horizons in the U.S.? That I am shocked. I, I don't know what happened with that show. What is going on with Pokemon Horizons? Like, they were so happy to show it off over the summer, and then they right? just went... It's quiet just, like dead you know silent you know the thing that it makes me more upset about it too is like they actually released like the first half of episode one as well on youtube yeah they show they showed it off at one of their which like, means Comic it's done they went which to. means it's done just let me watch like, it japan's already on to season two like, i know let me watch yeah it. they got the episodes let me watch like, it let me know where we're watching it we don't even know i assume it's netflix still but you know they they haven't actually said it. I don't know. If it's not Netflix, I might cancel my Netflix subscription finally because uh, Netflix has nothing that I need or want anymore. I'm not sure they've actually confirmed it's Netflix. I don't know because because I I assume like within like the next three or four weeks we're gonna get it. I have to imagine we get it in December, like the UK that just got it confirmed last week. Yeah, but, you know. I assume we're gonna get something on a similar date. I, I am just very amazed by this. Also, I'm very, I'm, Pokemon Concierge, while that release date makes sense, the, the show makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like, why I, is it happening? That's why I'm not surprised it's only four episodes and they're shorter episodes. It's like, oh. Yeah. I, I didn't just, think there was that much there and there isn't that much there. So I'm, I'm glad it's not being stretched. I feel like I've noticed over the years, like there's two modes the Pokemon company goes into. Like there's the, oh man, we really need to like sit down and refocus ourselves. And then there's the, let's just try anything that we think might be fun mode. And that's what we're in right now. This is more fun. This is more fun sounding than a lot of the things they put out this year. No, so. that is, that is true. I do agree with that. I like when they do I do things. suspect if we were to rank it. It would be above Detective Pikachu and Pokemon Sleep. So, you know. Uh, both of those Whoa. things, po Pokemon Sleep, I I have so many opinions on, um, but it's just not worth it. Same with Pokemon Cafe Remix. Let's talk about that, you know. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. It's Pokemon Scarlet and Violet News. Yeah. Uh, so there, there was a seven-star EV event. Uh, if you're yeah. listening to this the day of release, you could still get online for it because it lasted through Monday night. Cool. Uh 7 Eastern, you can get on. It's easy to solo. They didn't do anything special for it. It's an it's literally an Eevee with its hidden ability. So it didn't even get adaptability to make it scary. It, it's, it didn't get an Eevee light like Pikachu had its uh, light ball. It's mm. just kind of bad. Uh, but for collectors, it kind of is awful because, you know, a collector probably wants every Eeveelution to have that mark. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can only catch one per account. That's one of the more exciting things too that they've done recently. I feel like oh no, they've been they've been doing really well with Scarlet Violet. I guess this is part of what we're going to talk about, but like they've been really knocking out of the park with this kind of stuff. Uh, ninety percent of the time, ninety percent. One event yes. that was miserable, yes. Yes. miserable event. But I'm sure we'll talk about it in the topic. Yes, so. yes, <laughs> yes. That's fine. 
Uh, well, there's some Pokemon Unite news, I guess. Uh, I guess it's a game still. Uh, it is. It just keeps on trucking and making money. Um, and it's always awful, right? Uh, the next couple of Pokemon coming to the game have been leaked through the beta, so you're getting a Gen 1 Pokemon that Lance used. Is it Aerodactyl or is it, uh, or is it Gyarados? Uh, it would be the second. Uh, Gyarados? Oh, oh, it is a, you get your Magikarp. Enjoy. Oh, okay. I was curious if they'd add Magikarp or if it would just start. You just flop around? Yeah, I think they changed the mechanic so there's like a rage mechanic on it or something, so it evolves with rage instead of level or something. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Okay. I haven't looked too deep into it. Pokemon Unite is a fun time. I actually do enjoy playing it in a somewhat casual way. It could be. I had fun with it while I had the battle pass, and then yeah. I ran out of battle pass, and I didn't bother playing it after that, so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I come back to it, I regret it. That's yeah. what I'll say. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if enough of us got together on a consistent basis and played, it'd be a lot more fun. Yeah, I feel like if you had a regular group to play with, it would be really yeah. fun. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, you all understand your roles, so you understand the meta. And Maybe we should set, like, a night for it. That would we, be really, we really need to. Like, I, I've been thinking about this and how, like, as staff, we just need to have, like, staff nights where we hang out. I think that's a great idea for Fellowship and Unite, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't do have to play Pokemon Unite. Ogre we could play, fighting. Yeah, we could literally do anything. We could do anything. Uh, but yeah. Also, uh, I don't know how y'all feel about this. I have, I, I'm, I'm pretty negative about it. They're adding an EX label to Boltization and Mewtwo. It's okay. Because rather Probably. than balance their game, they're just going to say, uh, no, you can both have one overpowered thing. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there there are two Mewtwo's that both broke the game, I think. So I would, I would feel broke be- the game for a long time. I would so. feel better about yeah, it if there like, were more of them. I'd feel better about it if there were more of them, if that makes sense, right? So you can I think choose. Maridon and Koridon are coming soon. So they will probably yeah, have Koridon that label. Is. They will probably have that. I label. expect yeah. I expect those to be broken and they will have their label. They seem to be coming at like the anniversary in Pokemon Day. Those are when they add the broken things. And I guess Pokemon Go has stuff happening, maybe. Maybe. Not really. <laughs> I mean <laughs> always, but also never. <laughs> Won't we're tell at, you we're at the end of the season, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it happens. N- this week they have party play week or something. I don't know. It's a dumb. It's a dumb yeah, event. Yeah. There's not adding Ooh, any you can new party Pokemon. and play. Um, if you if you really want a party hat Wurmple, they're at, they're back. Oh boy. Uh, I they're, they're, I like their emote that we have in Discord though. They're cute. Um, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> bigger bigger news is if you need like Kangaskhan for say you got the Mew research but you played after they added gave you access to Kangaskhan. Mega Kangaskhan raids are happening. They get you a Kangaskhan for your decks. Yay. Um, and there was that Master Ball research that happened all month, or the yeah. past three months. Uh, if you failed to do that, but you really want that Master Ball, you can pay them. Because just, just who would have bu- expected them to buy- ask you for money? That's I, usually how that I've never works. seen Pokemon Go ask you for money before. Right. It's like the second they added Master Balls, it's like, oh, they're going to sell this to us at some point. And yeah. Hey, that didn't take absolutely. long. Yeah, right. You can only get it if you didn't get the through the tasks yeah that's fair that's fair uh some tcg news that we kind of talked about well no we didn't talk about this one actually we kind of did not this one not this news i'll let sublime talk about this news oh yeah they officially announced paldean fates so if you want a shiny charizard they have one in the tins they put it in a tin so you god yeah that's nice yeah and i i was so worried there's going to be an art rare version, so it doesn't matter. Also, but, they added yes, Great yeah. Tusk and Iron Treads. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. 
I and mean, also the Paul Dan starters have boxes. So, you know. I mean, it's going to be a cool little set like Shining Fates to open. So, mm-hmm. uh, my, I, my, I, my only problem collectors with like, will enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I like it as a player too, to like, like it's cool bling cards, right? I, I don't, so I don't love how they do shinies with this. I think the art rare ones look cool. I think the yeah, ones with like an empty background are some yeah. of the ugliest cards. <laughs> They're yeah. some of the ugliest cards out there. <laughs> and they've done it for wrong. like three sets now. And it's like... I, mm. I'm actually really impressed, though, with how much they've kept up with just like giving us illustration rares and cool stuff like that, though. Yeah, the illustration rares are great. They kind of make yeah. the shiny Pokemon redundant, yeah. but, you know. No, no, illustration rares are, I think, really cool. A really cool idea. Um, and they're not like scared just to do like one offs in a line too, which is I think is fantastic. Like in uh, Paul Dea, uh, not Paul Dea evolved in Paradox Rift that mm-hmm. recently came out. They just did like the Vanellish. They didn't do the Vanellite <laughs> or the or the Vanellix, uh in an illustration where they just did Vanellish. Yeah, God, I love those uh, the illustration cards. Illustrations yeah. are great. Uh, the they remind me of when we great. were having those duo Pokemon that were worth three prizes. Uh, mm-hmm. The tag team. Yeah. Those had beautiful art. Yeah. Oh, they, with the ra- yeah. super rares, yeah, and they keep the game cheap too, which they is do. great. They do because people are like, "Oh, I need the hi- highest rarity." It's like, "Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do." Let me go buy my card for fifty cents. Let me go get my five dollar good card. <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Oh, you're yeah. ke- you're keeping the Maridons at three dollars." I wish they would have done up. that with Shaman EX back in the day. Well, right. never again. I think the Pokemon Company really said never yeah. again. <laughs> no, they did. They did. They technically had an art rare for Shaman at some point, but I think it was in a separate set. It was. It took so long. It was just killed the, the Shaman price was terrible. I hated that. But, but yeah, the the art rares just make cards so cheap, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like for gameplay purposes, it's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so cheap to build a Pokemon deck. <laughs> it's like what fifty bucks for most of them. Maybe, maybe. And even. once V Maxes and V Stars go away, it's going to be cheaper. Yeah. Because EXs are not as expensive, and EXs are usually don't need as many of them. So yeah, like EXs are open. I think the most I've I've paid for like a big card, um, and that's for like maybe like top top tier decks is maybe maybe twenty bucks in the recent past. I was gonna say RCS V Star is a big one that was still up there. Yeah, Um, RCS V Star was gonna be up there until it rotates. Um, I think maybe Inteleon V Max is up there too. Yeah, I believe that is an older card. Mew at least has been reprinted into the ground, but being an adult and just having money to buy whatever you want, mm-hmm. it's like you know you can get the cheap card or the expensive card. It's yeah, great. like the choice is there for you, but yeah. the fact that there's the cheap price, so people don't have to feel like, oh yeah, I want to invest into this. Oh yeah, you can get into the game for more. Like when you're price, watching the tournament, you, you know, bleed yeah. it out. Yeah, I my recommendation to most people is just. Uh, the only time I, the only time I like went out and bling got a deck I wasn't sure I was ever going to play was with the Charizard deck recently because I wanted to build Charizard in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like right after Obsidian Flames came out and Charizard was insanely weird in its pricing. Wasn't Charizard and its full art like both 30 ish yeah, bucks? They were the same price. Well, that's probably also because they put out a box with the full art in it, but yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. When it, the first set came, when it first came out, I bought it like, cause I typically buy oh, cards yeah. the week after the set comes out. And I didn't do that for Paradox Rift yet. I need to go and do my buy list for Paradox Rift, but, um, they, uh, they went ahead and they, uh, just went and, uh, yeah, they were 30 bucks a piece or something like that for some reason, because people were just like trying to collect Charizard. 
and and the regular Charizard is expensive and it's dumb. And it was the same price as buying the full art, so I just bought the full art. Honestly, might as well, yeah. In my in my in my opinion, I think the full art looks just as good as the secret rare in that set. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, I don't think there's a difference. The Terra, they haven't figured out how to do secret rare Terras, and that's I agree with you. Whatever, almost entirely. (laughs) Because they haven't done it for too many Pokemon, so they don't really have rules for it. Yes. Because you have to have the stupid crown on, and it doesn't look great in cards. <laughs> no, I understand why the crown exists. Like, the crown is a very good design choice for the video game. Absolutely. In the card game, it... Uh, yeah, in the card game, it doesn't matter as much. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, was there more news that we need to talk about? No, we talked about Paradox Rift. No. Or the thing. Uh, okay, so Puckle's Pokey Prediction... What releases first, the Indigo Disc DLC or the Horizons anime in North America? <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. I think it's the anime. I think if they it, could be the same week, but uh, there's very there's a possible possibility for that. But my expectation would be Horizons anime releases on. I'm gonna give you the date, December eighth. Yeah. Ooh, I'm feeling the fifteenth, with which would put Indigo Disc first. I'm gonna put uh, it first. It is. I don't think it can release 15th. at the end of the month. It has to be eighth or the fifteenth. It would be pretty hype. It's not I mean, this year. <laughs> regardless, both of those days are like pretty hype to do it. Even like December first is like a small possibility. But it's a small. It's like I, I would wait it like I would wait it like one percent December first, and then uh, I would wait it like forty nine and a half percent for either the eighth or the fifteenth. Mostly because I don't know what they're doing. They've I been only, very they know what they're quiet, doing, and I don't. I'm confused by it. I expect the announcement on December first. If there's some con- if there's some like contract gag order that's preventing them from talking about it, they'll just do it. That's the first chance that they get. Mm-hmm. And I would expect it to be up on November thirtieth. Yeah, that that would be my guess. Uh, yeah, because we shouldn't get any news next week. The week after, I could see like getting a trailer for Indigo Desk, maybe. But I don't not even know. Next if, week. I I. I honestly, at this point, I'm not even convinced we're going to get a trailer for Indigo. I'm not sure we will either. I I just don't think there will be one Thanksgiving week. Yeah, I'm just I'm not convinced we're going to get one. Uh, I uh-huh. think they they did a very good job when they were leading up to Teal Mask of like showing off both DLCs a lot. Like um, I w- I just want to know some of the things in it that aren't like spoilery. I I think we've got. Like, all I don't of need those. to see Entei. I, I don't just need want my Snivy already. I just want my Snivy. No, they should. If, if yeah, the, you know it's coming at least. Yeah, that, that's yeah. all I need. Everything else would be a surprise. If the legendaries are available in it, they should give us a trailer being like, "You can catch legendaries," and that's it. And this is how. Uh, I think the problem is that this is how part might be uh, might be spoilery because mm. my I'm thinking and because uh, this is a perfectly game freak thing to do because we're like, oh man, maybe we'll be able to fly on Coridon or Maridon. I think we will, but I think it's going to be combined with in the Indigo Disc or in Paldea. You got to go into the Hoopa Rings up in the sky. Going into the Hoopa Ring type deal, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say, like, you can only fly when you're trying to find a legendary, if it makes sense. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's kind of like that minigame from Ultra Sun and Moon where you're yeah. going and dodging. Yeah, that's my feel right now. I, I'm curious on how many legends they bring back, too. Like, I, I, are we going to get the ones that aren't in the game yet? Like, oh, absolutely. I think we absolutely will get everything that's on the game. Like, I think, I think Soikun, Ente, Raiko are coming. Absolutely. I, I think that we're just going to get everything that's not in the game right now. Like, I assume uh, Ultra Beast won't come. Uh, uh, Ultra Beast probably won't, but they might. I don't know. Based on like the leaks from Koo, they're not coming, but 
Um, which Koo is reliable. Well, they even so. changed Ultra Beast's classification to Ultra Beast now. Yeah, so. they're not. Yeah, they're they Ultra aren't legends, so they wouldn't come with the rest of the sub-legends anymore. Which is slightly disappointing, in my opinion. I mean, well, I did like when they first introduced them that they were something different. No, no, yes. I, and I like they that they're different. different. I just dislike not being able to have them. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, yeah, I hear that. But, like, I do like this yeah. classification. No, I mean, no, I do I'm like still that. terrified that they're going to bring back Coco. Like, oh, Coco's coming back. Co- there's <laughs> Until no- that DLC shows up, I, I'm in fear of Coco showing up and Coco's coming back. awful. Coco's coming back. I'm telling you this right now. If Legendaries are coming back, Coco's coming back. No, I had a, I had a fun, a fun thing on the, uh, on our doubles discord room. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, what would be cool is if, you know how they fix ship tree? What if, what if we just gave Magmar and Electabuzz the paradox abilities to give hmm. terrain and give sun and let them be. be nice. good I would again, love that right? for them. Good for them. Yeah, Especially yeah. Electabuzz, like Pinkerton's so bad, <laughs> like such uh, a bad Pokemon. Give, give. Poor Electabuzz electric terrain. That's all he well, needs. We'll see. Uh, on that note, I'm going to wrap up the news. And I think we're going to go kick it on over then to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Thank you for that introduction. We're going to get right into it. Our first question is going to come to you from on her, on her, on her, uh, one of those two. And one of them. The qu- one of them. It's Schrodinger's uh, on her. I, <laughs> I've sp- spoken to this person in Discord more than once, and I think I've always messed it up. But this question is, what Pokemon has been a starter in the most main series games? We're including, like, all versions and, yeah, remakes and all that other stuff. Okay, as a main series so it's game. either Pikachu or Eevee. No, wait, just Pikachu. No, it's not uh, Eevee. It's right. Pikachu no, I'm thinking of the rival in uh, Yellow, but that's the rival. So yeah. Pikachu's up there. Yeah, yeah Pikachu is up there. Uh, oh, well, then there's also um, anything that was in uh, Legends Arceus is up to... I would not put Rowlet very high because it's Rowlet. Um, but Oshawott might be up there because it had black two and white two. <sighs> that's true. And so that's up to three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so wait. But that means if we're counting everything, then like, uh, Cyndaquil would get regular gold and also Heart Gold, so silver. Oh, that's true. So that would be up to six. Cyndaquil is at six. Pikachu is only at like what, two? Unless we're counting like side games, which I don't think we are. Main uh, series, main series yeah, games. So, so Cyndaquil's Cyndaquil's high up there. I mean, that's, that's just six. the virtue of being an older Pokemon, right? Um, yeah, because uh, I don't think we count the uh, X and Y st- secondary Kanto starters. I assume. So I probably would. Um, uh, would. No, those no. aren't starters. Okay. Those aren't starters. <laughs> They're starters. 
They're That's gift Pokemon. They're gift Pokemon. A professor hands them to you. <laughs> just like how I just like how I don't count uh I wouldn't count like if you were counting Coliseum. You just I get two starters the, pick in your, pick your Quilava. Um but yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning Cyndaquil then. Cyndaquil? Yeah. Uh Cyndaquil is correct. Yeah. Uh, with six games. As it should be. Gold, silver, crystal, heart gold, soul silver, legends Arceus. Yeah, because there was no uh, gray Pokemon gray version. Yeah, exactly. For Pokemon Oshawott gray. to keep up. Well, I mean, it had two. It had two instead. It had it black, white, one black bad. and white too. Like, it was close. It was. Yeah, it's, it's actually, actually close. Yeah, Oshawott's actually at five. So, so it it's needed like the Pokemon second grace. Uh, <laughs> that might right. change like next year. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, your next question is going to come to you from Ben, and he wants to know. Who is the only Pokemon whose pre-evolution and mega-evolution do not share any types? Oh, oh, you know what? It's Alt... It's Altaria, Altaria, right? Wait, no, because they share... No, because oh. it's a dragon... It gets it's... Dragon Fairy versus Normal Flying, Normal Flying, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I thought, like, no types along, but, like, they both share a type with Altaria, so... No, no, they yeah. don't. Yeah, the mega and the pre-evolution are completely separate. Yep. Yes. Uh... That Altaria is correct. That is uh, two points for I you guys. I didn't know there. which Pokemon in that group you wanted, but it, and then that, that's the group. SV, that's a, it's an ice type. It's true. Yeah. All, Snowy bird. All right. Well, your next question is your Pokedex en- entry. This one is from Sweet Citrus. It's Ultra Sun Pokedex entry reads, Instead of blood, magnetism flows through, this, through, flows through its body. When it's feeling bad, try giving it a magnet. Who's that Pokemon? Huh. I I can think of two sets of Pokemon this could be. So it's either the uh, Probopass line or the Magnemite line, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, the other one would be like Meldum, but yeah. I, uh, Probo, probably, uh, let's see, Probopass or Magnemton, maybe. Uh, you can pick. Uh, I want to lean Probopass. Uh. Probopass is unfortunately incorrect. Ugh, I hate, I hate that Probopass. How could it do? It's one? a pretty bad Pokemon. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. It needs a typing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you another entry. Uh, I didn't like the other one because I think it was too close to the first one. Uh, this one is from Pokemon Sapphire. Oh, okay. and it says Beldum keeps. Oh, I just uh, <laughs> anyway. This Pokemon anyway. keeps itself floating by generating a magnetic force that repels Earth's natural magnetism. When it sleeps, this Pokemon anchors itself to a cliff using the hooks on, on its rear. Ah, is it, okay. Is well, it luckily, it gave itself away as not magnetite there. So, yeah, cool. Beldum, yeah. Well, the, yeah. the, the hooks on its rear, I hope, would tell you it's not magnemite. But yes, the answer yeah, is Beldum. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. And before we that, it's like, Beldum. oh, it floats with electromagnetism. That could still be magnemite. Beldum yeah, was that, in the mix. You Beldum guys, was like, that was that was your. It was either Magnemite or Beldum, and your guys would have picked it up with the claws on its rear. So yes, we would have gotten there. We would have gotten yeah. there. I I, <laughs> I don't feel bad. Away. I don't feel bad. It's not cheating. It's He's three just out of not three. Cheating. All right, this next question I think is very fun, and it's from a new person, uh, Line Onion, and Line Onion wants to know is not uh, Lydian. Oh, okay, no, Line Onion. Is it his cousin? Yeah, is it his like cousin with bad breath, but great, great food? Yeah, Line <laughs> Onion. Uh, and, uh, there are four answers here. I only need three of them, or there's five answers. I only need three of them. Losing your sturdy Pokemon to Sandstorm would suck, but most sturdy Pokemon are already immune to it. 
Which Pokemon with the, the ability Sturdy are affected by Sandstorm? Ooh. There are five answers. I only need three of them. Oh, no. Uh, hmm. This is all individual Pokemon. Two of them, I think, are part of an evolution line. Okay. Uh, I just have to think about hmm. it as Sturdy. See, uh, I'm thinking of things like, with Sturdy, and to like, be fair... I'm thinking Magnemite, which is immune. Most of them are immune to Geodude. Sandstorm. You're right. Geodude's immune. I think Rog and Roll is up there and is immune. So, uh, oh, no, Cornerstone Ogre Pond is immune. <laughs> Good old Cornerstone Ogre. Yeah. Corner- uh, Cornerstone Ogre Pond is so cool. Are, uh, immune to Sandstorm. Should have been Hail, and we'd have been much better off. Uh, although not anymore, because it's, uh, Aaron, uh, immune to Sandstorm. Uh, so, oh, does uh, Alolan Sands True have one, Sturdy? Well, I don't know. Is Alolan Sands True a steel type already? Or is it only when uh, it evolves? It might be a steel type. Uh, never mind. Um, I was going to realize uh, Fortress is on the list, but Fortress would be immune. But maybe yeah. Pineco, because it's a pre-evo. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's Are we locking in Pineco? anything else. Are we locking yeah, in yeah. Pineco? Uh, Pineco, yeah. Pineco is correct. Uh, you still have all your strikes. Uh, you only need two more answers here. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, you do have this the hint, is like straight in well, the bottom so. of the barrel thatch. You do yeah, have, it you might do have be hints. worth the hint. I would take the hint. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, this is a hard I'm thinking of rocks thing. and steel types. Yeah, so. it uh, usually just is by default <laughs> if they're sturdy. One of these is a uh, Gen 5 fighting type. Oh, oh it's Sock, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Two of them I, are. I played uh, it in Draft League as a. Are Gen 6, uh, Gen 6 ice types. Oh, uh, Avalog and yeah, and okay. one of them is a, is a Gen Seven like two, two ice types, and, so and the, the other one yeah. is like Gen Seven legendary. I'm question mark? Legend- uh, yeah, legendary and question mark. It's not because of the Ultra Beast conversation. It's not an reasons. Ultra Beast. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, Ultra Beast all have Beast Boost, so okay. So Sock, yeah, so uh, Sock is Avalog, correct. Avalog, Bergmite, and Avalog so. and Bergmite are both correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll the one those. that the, the Gen Seven legendary question mark is Cosmoim. Oh. Yeah, that huh. has an ability, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a, a it's Pokemon, a Pokemon. Right, in right. fact, that can set that can be sent out into battle, unlike that is Zygarde Pokemon. cells. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know that it should be, but it is. So you guys it, are at. It doesn't uh, have any moves, but you know, yeah. You're at so, six for four. Um, your next question, a hint, yeah, without a hint, unfortunate. Uh, this next one is your base stat question, as always. This is going to come to us from Zay Paladin. Which Pokemon with the Iron Fist ability has the highest base attack? Oh, wow. Uh, there's a lot. If you are have there Iron a lot Fist, of Iron Fists? Well, there's not a lot of Iron Fist Pokemon, but like the ones that do have it tend to have good attack. Infernape? That's not that high. It's like 104, right? Like, yeah. it's going to be higher I than mean, that. it's better than, I think, Hitmonchan. What is Hitmonchan's uh, attack? I don't think it's good. I mean, uh, I feel like it's just, it would might be its, its only best good stat, stat but, right? Um... I think it has, has to be up there. Oh, Conkelder's, I think, 130. Is there a Mega with Iron Fist? Mm, I feel like they gave them no. Sharp Claws if they were getting to attack with things. Uh, did they give any DLC Pokemon Iron Fist? Any broken DLC Pokemon in the past? Uh, I mean, Conkelder is really strong. <laughs> like I, I said, I think it's got 130 <laughs> attack, at least. They really like giving a Pokemon in, you know, about like one really high stat. 
I think of Chandelure with this. It's got like one. Chandelure has one forty at least. Yeah, it's, it's like one forty five special attack. And yeah, like, that's why I'm like Conkleder is probably up there. Probably it, possibly, um, because there there aren't really that many Iron Biz Pokemon. No, um, Infernape is definitely not it. Monchan is definitely not it. I feel like Infernape's higher than in Monchan, but I don't. But they're both Conk like hundred something. Both of them. They're both hundred something. If yeah. like that, Conk is. Above both of them. Yeah, so. Conk is like nothing but like, ooh, meat and strength. and It, it has three stats. It has HP, three stats. attack, and defense. Yeah. And it doesn't need that speed because it has all the priority in the yeah, world. Yeah, and if you've got your drain punch, you got your... Oh my god, you got drain, drain punch, punch for when you go second and take some damage. And Nasty. You got mock punch and yeah. thunder punch for the... I love Conk Kelder because like, ugh, you can run by their ability and it's good either way. Yeah, I'm gonna need an answer here. Guys. I guess I can't we'll go think with Conkelder because we can't think of another yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> Conkelder is unfortunately incorrect. Um, it is uh, second place. Um, oh well, okay, I'll take the silver. The highest is Melmetal with 143. Oh, Conkelder has an ability too. Yeah, yeah Conkelder yeah. has 140. Uh, followed up by Crabominable at 132. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you guys still got six points, which is pretty respectable. Uh, yeah, and I was not going to think of Melmetal. Like, nope. that's such a niche Pokemon. It's kind of uh, like thinking of Cosmo, and we were never going to Yeah, there. that's just such a, yeah. <laughs> I accept that that was not going to happen. <laughs> nope. You are, you are almost correct there. Yes. Uh, all right. So, uh, currently in our race to 40, we've got Linian in first place with 36, followed up by Shark with 34. Seth Bilo's in third with 20. Oh, and tied with Whimsicott for 20. Wait, what? Oh, it didn't do the thing. Uh, three way tie, uh, between Seth Bilo, Whimsicott, and, uh, R Sigma with 28. Sublime's in sixth with 27. Shamu is in, uh, is in seventh with 26. Jushiro is in eighth with 23. Uh, Mark is in ninth with 20, and Claude's bringing up the rear with 12. Ooh, so, so it gets to be a super hard trivia next time. Yeah, this yeah. is actually getting... Well, I think next episode is uh, me, next shark. Next episode is shark, so... Me, shark, and... Oh, there's true. That's true. Yeah, Cla- yeah, yeah. And it's, Claude, shark, yeah, yeah. it's shark and Claude and me. Claude's going to go from last place to first place. Yeah, There's I have to chance. figure out how that show's going to work, because it's next week. It's a holiday week for us, it's, so it's uh, the, the show's going to be different. It's really early. The show is going to be a little different than normal, probably. Uh, so we will keep that in mind. All or right. Or on well, a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, we're recording on a Monday, actually. Oh, well, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> enjoy a new segment that doesn't en- exist. Enjoy a new segment of the mailbag segment that don't exist. Um, but yes, uh, we are going to go ahead right now. We're going to kick it on over to the topic. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We have another review. This one is going to be from Spartan THX117. Five stars, longtime listener. First, and the first time I've ever written a review for a podcast, I first started listening to your podcast when driving to meet my girlfriend on the weekends when neither of us had to work. Since then, we've moved in together and become engaged. The both of us have been playing Pokemon since we were kids, and we have both listened to your podcast when traveling or working around the house together. We may not score too well on the quiz part, but we always enjoy the topics and conversation between the hosts and guests. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you for that, and congrats on the engagement. If you would like your review read on the show, leave one, and it might be read. Until then, guys, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today is Scarlet and Violet one year later. How do we feel? It's a retrospective on just how is the gen going? It's a it's a doctor's appointment, you know? We got to do our health check. And considering it started pretty ill, uh, you know, that that hmm. I don't I don't know if I agree with that statement actually. I get that people have a lot of issues with like the performance. I didn't have issues with it, but the I loved it. I saw a lot of community complaints. I had the most fun I had in a long time with uh scarlet with scurvy as i like to call it scarlet violet i think you're actually like i think gameplay gameplay wise it's great i think i will say i never experienced any of the major bugs that a lot of people did same uh so i don't want to say other people's experiences didn't happen but my experience was great (laughs) no i my only my only gripe with the game in and of itself is just the performance issues which i I can live with, right? Like, I can live with graphical and performance issues to some extent. Like, uh, it does make it kind of difficult at times to play Scarlet and Violet. Like, the one that was really bad to me, uh, in retrospect, like, this, this one still sticks with me, uh, was when you get to the lake. Oh, yeah. In Scarlet and Violet, like, that runs very poorly. It's better now, but when, when it released, it's like, I didn't have many problems, but at that lake, ooh. I could feel it. Yeah, that lake is the moment where I was just like, wow, this might be unplayable. Yeah, I never had that experience, fortunately. Yeah, it just felt, that one just drug. It was really bad. I mean, when you do, you can, like, refresh the memory of the game and make it better. Like, if you're going back to Mesagoza enough, you can, uh, it'll refresh the cache and you'll, you'll be able to go without it dragging too badly. But, yeah, the game was poorly optimized in that respect. But, I mean, other than that, I think Scarlet and Violet was a very or is still a very good game. Like, I, did you guys both play the DLC, I assume, so far? Or? Yeah, like, I would say this generation has been my favorite since at least X and Y. Like, favorite since 6. Yes, I, I actually, I actually agree with that. that I, I would, I would have, I was about to say the same thing. Like, since X and Y, this is my favorite. I still think I like X and Y better. Yeah, I mean, Megas are hard to beat, period. But, um... <laughs> it's, not, it's not even just Megas, I don't know, like... No, I loved X and Y, like... X and Y is possibly my favorite generation, uh, but this is up there. No, I I think this is, uh, it is definitely close to X and Y in terms of how, I, I think for me, what makes a good Pokemon game, and this is just my opinion, and it does not have to fall on anybody else, but what 
I personally really like from Pokemon games is getting that sense of adventure, right? Like I'm on a journey. I, I did love the open world. I did. And the open world really does it very well because you can just go off and explore and you can go on these adventures and accidentally run into things. It, it does it very well. I, I think it could be done better, but I think for what we got as like a first... I mean, this was the first time they did it fully, right? Like, Sword and Shield had one area. This was the whole region. Legends Arceus, like, this was closer to, like, Legends Arceus, but not segmented. I, I really, I, actually, I still really enjoy Legends Arceus. Legends Arceus is one of the few Pokemon games that, like, I get very excited to play. Well, no, I, that's a lie. I, I go back and I play a lot anyway, so. Yeah. It's like, I like that all of the ride Pokemon from Legends Arceus are just in one. Right. Except Ursaluna, but that that's fine. We, d- we don't talk about Ursaluna. Ursaluna is very weird. It's fine. We didn't need Item Finder. There's just glowy things on the ground. It's fine. It's fine. I like how Scarlet and Violet implemented a lot of things. I do. I, I wish we would have gotten more close to like the Braviary than we got in Scarlet and Violet. But yeah, the, the glide in Scarlet and Violet is not as good as the glide from Legends Arceus, but they're, they did it. They, they're doing it on purpose, which is fine. Yeah, because you can't fly infinitely. Uh, which is important. They just don't want you to fly infinitely, which is probably fair. I mean, I like the game. It also would probably have broken the game uh, at launch, but you know. I also like, it's a small thing, but I do like that every single type has a thing attached to it in this game. It's either a gym or like someone from team. Oh yeah, because there were 18 badges. Yeah, yeah. Or it's going to be one of the, like, the Urban Mystica quest. So, like, I really liked how every type was represented in some way. I feel bad for rock type a little bit, but yes. I mean, it was there, though. That's cloth. It's fine. It's cloth, but the issue is the rest of them also had an Elite Four member that associated with them. And rock just had the one teacher in the school that I probably used to be a gym leader. If I ever talked to her, I'd find out. But, you know, Rhyme Sister. Yeah, Rhyme Sister was. Yeah, the... So the only so the only gripe I have about this, um, I love that we got, every type had a thing, which is great. It's fantastic. Um, I just kind of wish they had like actual. I miss actual badge designs. Am I the only one that does that? Misses that like actual badge designs? It's been so long since we've had good badge designs, though. It's Gen Six. It was quite literally Gen Six. You, it was Gen Six. I was not a fan of the Gen Five designs. So yeah, I was not a fan of Gen Fives either. I'll be honest. Like it skipped a gen, but yeah. I don't feel poor poorly about the Gen 5 designs. They're not my favorite. Yeah. I like that it has an aesthetic. I like how long they are, but like they have a consistent aesthetic because they're just going for these narrow little things that you could have, and that's fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. But I do miss yeah, I don't know. Like I think back to just like Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3, Gen 4 badges. I like the simplicity, yeah. And even like the Gen 6 badges are pretty cool. Like they get a little bit more complex, but they're still cool. Gen 8 was awful. Uh, the village circle. Oh, Gen 8 was just like, here, make this, yeah, this circle. Make a metal. Yeah, like, okay. Fill your circle. Fill your circle. <laughs> I don't know. Gen, Gen 8 was a lot of misses on a lot of things. With Not a fan of Gen 8. Not a fan of Gen 8. It missed a lot of things with the exception of, like, Pokemon design. Mm-hmm. Which Pokemon design has been great for years, so. Uh, I mean, I guess, I think the starters from Gen 8 are some of the worst. I think those are weak. In in terms of starters, I think they're weak. In terms of Pokemon, I think they're above average, as most starters are. I do think that if you push the starters aside and just look at other Pokemon designs, I think Gen 8 Pokemon designs are very interesting. I mean, I don't know. We got two dogs as our legendaries. I mean, you got, like, Hatterene, you got Grimmsnarl, both are great. Uh, 
all the regular Pokemon are cool because Corviknight, brilliant, right? Sinistee, Cravenite. I mean, Thievil exists. I can't get... Baltend exists, but you know. Thievil is fine. I don't... It's a good design. I actually really like Thievil's design. It's just a mediocre Pokemon. But every Pokemon game needs to have mediocre Pokemon. Yeah, I, I'm not huge on Thievil and Baltend, but you know. It's Diet Zoroark, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, but then, then like a game later, we got Quiller Zoroark, so you know. We got Ice Zoroark that's not an Ice type, so... I don't know. I, I really enjoy Scarlet and Violet, though. I, I, I also really... So, um, one of the big things about... Sword and Shield uh, walked... Well, I'm not even going to say they walked. They, they crawled so that Scarlet and Violet could run. Or at least walk, yeah. Hopefully we'll run on 10, uh, if we want to call this... Like, yeah. I hope so. I'd like to hope. I'd like to hope. I, I hope so. But my... I, I'm thinking... I've been thinking about it, though. Like, if... Uh, one of the big things I had a gripe with with Scarlet and Violet is that they were, or not Scarlet and Violet, Sword and Shield, was that they were very poorly implementing their raid events, where it would be like, oh, this G-Max Pokemon's available. I'm like, okay, but nobody really cares. But that is one thing that they did excellently in this generation. Yes. No, when they, when they were trickling in new Pokemon every every like couple weeks that way, I think is a fantastic use of that of that thing. Yeah, like putting the starters in raids, that was great. Because not only do you get to get them, you can spread them to other people because they're breedable. Exactly. Uh, I also, um, my my only minor thing is I wish they would just, like, instead of make, making a big deal about all the starters returning in the, uh, what is it, the uh, the Indigo Disc DLC. The Indigo Disc. I keep wanting to call it Crown Tundra. That's okay. It makes sense. The, the Indigo Disc DLC. I wish they would have just done it this way instead mm-hmm. like throughout the year we just got all the starters and we just called it good and then it's not a big deal that they're coming back in the indigo disc it's like you can transfer them in and like you can just transfer them in all but that like this is the way in my opinion if we're gonna have if we're gonna live in this post-exit world um that if you want to trickle in the starters and not have them all there at, at launch do it this way yeah like as fun as the game is to play though i think competitive is like probably the least accessible it's been since gen 5 oh I, it absolutely is it absolutely uh, oh my gosh like it's in a miserable state right now um i don't think the legends that you can't catch in game should have ever been made legal i don't think the pokemon that you can't catch in game should have been made legal agree i think anything breedable is fair game but I, ursa luna is really rough why is that not available in game ursa luna is technically uh breedable in game if it makes you feel better. Yeah, but you have to get the item and transfer it to Legends Arceus to get it. Dude, that item is also ridiculous. Peep Block is ridiculous. How is that not in the game? Like, I don't... That's something that should just be added to the game. Like, it would not be difficult. It should have been in the DLC. Like, how? How do you miss this? Agree. Agree. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that maybe it's something that's fixed in Indigo Disc, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Like, uh, I... There... That's fumbling the ball. Like Tornadus and Urshifu should not be playable, or tor- or th- or Landorus. Like I don't know. I love a toxic Lando. I love a toxic Lando moment. The ability to change Terra types is like oh well. Actually, if we're talking about a retrospective, I think it's worth saying that Terra types was a success. I think brilliant. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think Terra is a great mechanic. I think changing the Terra type is poorly implemented. Agree, but Terra types themselves, great idea, great mechanic. Like just the grind for Terra shards. Oh, absolutely. I would be 
terrestrialization is a great mechanic and it's so much it's so much fun it it's uh it's on par if if not just maybe a little bit below mega evolution in terms of excitement i agree 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 absolutely agree Tara, it is a great battle mechanic it's a big step up from gigantamaxing i'll tell you that yeah if they were to bring it back yeah i mean i think the strategic like myriad like opportunities and possibilities with it are really fresh yeah it could be an evergreen mechanic and i'd be like yeah that makes sense dynamax was like almost exciting it was very good for it was very obviously just des- uh designed as a competitive mechanic i think it wasn't i think it was designed as a uh look at the big thing on your screen because it's a mainline it wanted to be a it wanted to be a spectacle for the first mainline yeah i mean that's definitely part of it but from a mechanically it was kind of exciting i just i just think it was a poor implementation gmax was kind of a blunder gmax was terrible because gmax designs just well one they they came out with gmax designs right at the same time as they were just like oh degs it happened and we don't care about megas anymore yeah so it's just like oh so i don't know i this is i mean part of it's just like oh why should i even care about these designs that are just going to exist for one gen and then never again yeah it's like i think charizard looked cool but that's about it right they look. They like look okay. They most of the G Max designs look okay. I thought Charizard looked cool, and a lot of them are just kind of like, eh, like oh cool, Orbeetle's a UFO. I I guess sure. Oh, Kingler's really long now. Uh, whatever. It's a spider crab. Thought they were weird. Let me just put it this way: Mega Beedrill did not walk, so that Mega or so Gigantamax Butterfree could flop. I was gonna say. M- Mega Beedrill is like the coolest mega. Uh, just from taking a bad Pokemon and making it good. It is. I mean, yeah. Mawile. I mean, that's how I feel about Mega Mawile, especially. But yes. Justice for Me- Mawile. Like, uh, that's, it'll never be good until we get it back. I mean, they could give it an evolution, but. I would like that, actually. Uh, or a variant of it. I don't know that that's ever going to happen. Well, so like, none of the Pokemon that got Megas or anything have seen any kind of change like that yeah i mean you know pokemon does whatever the hell they want i mean the closest thing is getting regional slowbro and yeah the, re- the closest thing was regional slowbro that is the closest thing regional slowbro there was no slow king mega <laughs> we didn't get that far pokemon z never existed frostlass and slow king had to suffer the closest thing we got was regional slowbro and i don't think that really matters in the grand scheme of things i don't think it does either i could see a world where they bring megas back and they let Galarian Slowbro Mega Evolve, but it literally just turns into just regular Mega Slowbro anyway. Honestly, that'd be fun. Like, I could see a world where that happens, in all honesty. If we ever get Megas back. I mean, and Megas are obviously a mecha- uh, I see a lot of people complain about it, like, most notably Joe Merrick. Like, how about how Megas, like, weren't that exciting of a mechanic? This is just, like, from my observations. One, I still really like Megas. I think they were a cool design and a really cool way to... They had the best designs, and they were a cool mechanic. Get off your, like, sad horse. Yeah, design-wise, I think it's just very cool, and I think it's really fun to get a po- Pokemon and just, like, power it up, right? Because it's not the same as, like, a- an evolution. It's just like, hey, we made this Pokemon even better, um, if temporarily. And I really, really like that concept. I, I mean, it's kind of like a little bit of the Digimon fan in me, too, right? Yeah, kind of. Getting excited about that. Yeah, I don't know. I I really like it. Uh, I think the mechanic is uh, fun. Interesting. It was centralizing, which is fine. I think they pushed it a little too far, which is probably why they had to step away from it. No, the problem is, like, we've had Mega Evolution in a game as recently as Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Or not Super Mystery Dungeon, the the remake that we got. Mega Evolution showed up there, 
uh, Mega Evolution shows up in Pokemon Unite. It's in every side game, pretty much. Pokemon Go has it. Pokemon Go is still trying to release all the Megas. Yeah, I was I was very recently in Japan, right? Um, and they have these little figures, the Pokemon like monocle figures, I think they call them. Um, and they, I mean, the brand new packaging. Uh, you could go buy a Mega Charizard figure and a Mega Venusaur and a Mega Blastoise and a Mega Lucario figure. Cinderace was of yesterday, but Charizards are forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're never seeing Cinderace again. It's fine. It doesn't need to be though. Charizard doesn't need to be forever. It just is. It just is, unfortunately. I think I think we're just stuck with it at this point. Yeah, they. I mean, they literally gave the champion of sort yet another reason. Sword and Shield was like, really, this is what we're doing now. Uh, I mean, it makes sense if he's supposed to be cool, and the idea of cool is Charizard. So I've said it on the show several times, and I would be okay with it. Is it if like they're gonna put Charizard in there? Blastoise and Venusaur were also just there. Like that's all I need. That's all I need. Uh, but I don't want to think this a Charizard episode again, so. I mean, it boosts the SEO, but you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is about Scarlet and Violet. I don't know. I, I Scarlet and Violet, the story, by the way, for Scarlet and Violet. Let's take a moment to talk about that. Like 10 out of 10. Actually, maybe the best story they've done. Just going to say it. it. It is very good. Yeah. Sorry, in This was really good. The closest one would probably be Sun and Moon with uh, Lily and... It's up there. Top three. Yeah, that, that's probably the next closest, but this is better. Uh... Yeah, I think it's uh, all the odd number generations, because I'd say it's five, seven, and nine have the best stories. Have the good stories? Yeah. Uh, it's just because of kind of how the... Uh, um, I, I think it's kind of just how the game is... Uh, what is it? How, how the game just uh, is designed in terms of how Pokemon games have been releasing in terms of odd generations, right? With five, five, seven, and nine. Um, all, five, seven, and nine are all games that are the second on their console for Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I just noticed that thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a big factor, actually. Because they're already familiar with the hardware, so they have more time to... They're already familiar with the hardware, so they spend more time on the story. Granted, Scarlet and Violet, they were definitely doing a lot more new things compared they to They definitely did, and I think they definitely, like, Scarlet and Violet is, uh, I think, evidence of Game Freak overstretching themselves very far. I mean, it also had pandemic development, but yeah. Yeah, I do hope that, I mean, we'll see in the future titles and see what happens. Like, uh, it depends, I mean, we'll find out, I guess, in February what's going to happen, right? Uh, for the future of the franchise. I would be shocked if a game doesn't get announced in February. But I agree. Oh, no, we're going to get a game announced. It's just the question of what game. I would be okay if it was like an Elka Heart Gold Soul Silver or Black and White remakes, but you know. I'm ready for Legends Kira. I I really, I think, okay, so I still say this, um, and I'm going to sound like a broken record to the people that listen to the show all the time, but I think that if you do a Legends game, you need to pair it with like an Ilka game. Just as like, this is what it used to be, and this is what it is now. This is our new stuff. This is your heart, gold, soul, silver, Omega Ruby, Alpha, Sapphire. This is what you want from something like that. Yes. And this is what it used to be. And I do really actually hope that we get a, um, that we get an announcement for like Gen 2 style stuff, because I think, I think doing Gen 5, I, not that I'm a Gen 5 hater or anything. I just think it would be interesting to see something a little bit older again. It is between, for me, it's bet- whatever's next is b- something Gen 2 related or something Gen 5 related, and I don't know where it is. 
I'm just ready for a Snivy Renaissance, so I would prefer five, but I'll take two. It's one of the two. Well, Pokemon Legends Johto can have a Snivy. It's fine. That's true. That's true. I was going to say, you probably want the Legends Johto game more than a remake of... Give me my dragon, Snivy. Uh, Gen 5, because... I'm really okay with, uh, with like an Ilka-style remake anyway. At this point, I think it needs to happen. And my only concern is how do we incorporate Black and White 2 type content? Oh, or you know what? I would be down for a new, new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> I know I'm joking. Uh, I would love any kind of... Yeah. Game Freak doesn't have to deal with that at all. So that's all Bandai Namco. Who cares? <laughs> I, I do think Scarlet and Violet... I've set us up for a pretty good future. I hope that the next Pokemon games build off of it pretty well. I kind of hope they like adopt a new art style, if that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't like how realistic this one was, right? Like, I I kind of like the anime aesthetic that we used to have, and then they just kind of took that away and replaced it with nothing this gen. Like, it's like, ah, these assets work, so. I think this game, the assets would be fine if the world were a little bit cleaner, If you if that makes sense. I would like more cell shading in the world, if I'm going to be honest, just because that lasts longer, right? I don't disagree with you. Yeah, good art direction will always live well, like, yeah. Like, something closer to, like, a Xenoblade. Like, I, I, I'm going to criticize Game Freak a lot um, in this game, just from the visuals and everything, because one, they're, you know, part of the world's largest multimedia franchise, but... I do think that they were doing a lot of other things. I, I, I don't blame the developers or anything. I do think there might be some poor management behind the scenes at Game Freak in terms of game development. Mm-hmm. Just be, I, And it's not even I, I don't even know if it's their fault, per se, if that makes sense. Well, that's also my my understanding is that's a lot of Japanese culture, too, right? Yeah. Like this this past week, like we watched an anime studio just kind of fall apart at the seams kind of mappa if you heard about that at all i haven't heard about it tell me about it so they're the ones who are behind like jujutsu kaisen which is the big one right now and apparently they're working up to like hours before release to get the episodes done um so a lot of people they're supposed to be under nda but like last week a bunch of people came out and was like how awful it is there so i wouldn't be surprised if the management's just i mean the, these are guys that are just in there because they've been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's there is some level of respect there, right? They came up with the original idea. They probably have some feeling for what's going on, but I do think that they just aren't. They don't have the skills. You want fresh blood? I think if fresh blood's the right word, but they might have too much fresh blood on the ground, though. I I don't. I think it might be that the management. Ju- I mean, they they made a really great Game Boy game in the 1990s, um, and they made pretty decent DS three DS and 3DS games. Uh, but I think when you make that jump, and Nintendo even admitted this when they jumped to HD, it was just a huge like that. The Wii U was a the Wii U was a mess, right? Yeah, the Wii U was a mess more than just like the name. It was that they did not understand how to code for HD. Their schedule was messed up. So many delays. The software just was never there, which is why it just never picked up. It's like, oh, we can quickly get out these like the Wind Waker remake, which they just made the a software that upscaled it for them or something and they made it super quick because they just needed a game which kind of happened with 3ds too with ocarina of time 3d i feel like but yeah i just think it's partially management but we'll see i mean maybe they'll they'll improve over the time they they seem to be aware of it so hopefully this fixes the issue part of it might have been that they pushed more effort towards getting 
Legends Arceus out the door, because that one felt polished, right? Yes, I think so. It felt more polished. It felt more polished than this one. I mean, there are instances. So one, we don't have the whole world like you do in uh, Scarlet and Violet. That's fair. They were working with just like five zones, right? Then there are definitely there are definitely moments when you play Legends Arceus, um, and the frame rates are really bad. Now it's not typically when it's right. I've had more issues with Arceus frame rates than Sword uh, Scarlet Violet. Yeah, you get a lot of you get a lot of frame rate issues with distance, which is what you do see in Scarlet. Like the I, I think I said this at the release episode of Scarlet and Violet. One of the things that really took me out of the game, man. We're, I feel like we're trashing on it, but I love this game so much. Uh, no, it's a great game. Uh, I, I I am very happy with the game. <laughs> I should I should I haven't played through Violet yet. I should sit down. I only played Scarlet. I should sit down and play through Violet with uh, on stream or something. I feel like people would enjoy that. I could see it. Yeah. Especially with the DLC, like doing integrating the DLC content into it at the same time would be a lot of fun. Like going to Kitakami early and doing the level 30 stuff. Yeah, going to Kitakami early and getting my core fish. Core fish is, uh, is one of my favorite Pokemon and I don't know why. I, there's a lot of Pokemon. Core fish is cool. There's a lot of Pokemon I really like and I don't know why I like them. Gen 3 has a lot of those designs where it's like, I don't know why I like you, but you're kind of cool. Gen 3 has just a lot of good, like at this point, classic designs. It was before everything had like, you know, I really like these games and I think they are fantastic. I just they definitely have flaws. Uh, but one of the things that took me out of Scarlet and Violet the most was when I was heading towards. Uh, oh, my gosh. What's the name of the town with the windmill? Oh, Artisan. Artisan. That's it. I, I play the card all the time. I only know that because of the TCG. Yeah, I know. I play the card all the time. Artisan. I was, I was headed over to Artisan and like out in the like they want you to be able to see the windmill off in the distance. Oh, no, not that windmill. The problem is the draw distance. The two frames a second. Yeah, the windmills. The windmills turning at like two frames a second. Yeah, that is a problem. And it was like, oh, it like it like I was so immersed with like catching Pokemon and everything that I saw that and I was like, oh, it's a video game. And then you just watch the jitter of the windmill and it's like, oh no. I'm like, oh, oh, guys. <laughs> oh, this is this is worse than Ocarina of Time. Oh no, <laughs> what happened? Tell me about it. Or collect. Oh. Artisan in general was just kind of bad for showing off the game because of that stupid Sunflora quest. The Sunflora quest was also frame rate. It, it, that that killed the frame rate so bad. And that's what they showcased, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, they, that, that was their demo. So in the so in the demo, like they they actually made it better though, which is weird. Like it's better than it performs better in the demo than it does <laughs> on the Switch. So they did something. Oh, that was that was probably one of the roughest challenges. And oh, yeah, I like I man, if Scarlet, I think Scarlet and Violet would have been able to go up for like game of the year if they didn't have any of these technical issues. Uh, I don't know. Um, I just don't think Pokemon is that kind of game. Uh, that's fair. I, I don't know. I really like Pokemon and it obviously has mass appeal. And I, I feel really bad saying this because it makes me feel like uh like I'm not progressive and I don't like change. But I feel like Pokemon figured it out in the 90s where it's just like here's the perfect like monster catching game scenario and honestly here's the system let's just try to perfect the stuff around it all right like and i feel like i can literally just like i can catch a pikachu for the next 50 years of my life without an issue okay guys uh except the black and white remake but you know well hey it was in two the black it and was white in remake. two uh, i i assume they will fix it in the black and white remake like black and white remake Black and White Remake is going to do something like they did in BDSP where you can catch all the Pokemon in the National Decks up until... I I imagine they'll do it like at the Entry Forest and make that a dungeon or something, but yeah. 
Well, black and white city, even like those are kind of poopy areas anyway. I mean, what if you redid them and included both in each game? I'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. I think they have potential to do something with those areas. I wouldn't be shocked. Like story wise, it would be cool to go there after. I mean, you could relate them to the paradox Pokemon. That would be kind of cool. But oh, yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a great idea. Oh, that would be hmm. like Black City where they manufacture the iron Pokemon. That would be fun. And the White Forest where you can find all of the ancient. Yeah. Interesting. White Forest where all the or where Screamtail shows up. Yeah. Interesting. Good idea. You know, honestly, like the I like the Paradox designs. It's unfortunate that they pushed a couple of them a little too far, but I am bitter because purple, my favorite color. I was like Team Violet and then I got nothing but Iron Blank, Iron Blank, Iron This, Iron That. I think Iron Bundle and Iron Valiant are really cool designs, though. Like, it's not that the designs are bad. I just hate the naming scheme so much. The names are bad. I hate that they came up with such a creative naming scheme for the ancient Pokemon, for the ancient Paradox. That, I I resent it a lot, because the ancient Pokemon have better names, period. Period. They do. I hard agree. I hard agree. Well, you don't like Iron Jugulus at all. Iron Jugulus looks cool. I love how it, like, has, like, the... See, he's my least favorite design of them all. Oh, really? I like the uh, the pink. I like how it's like you can see like the wiring. The pink is cool. I really I mean, I like Paradox Pokemon grew on me because at first I was just like, why do these exist? And then when somebody brought up like the imagination theory to me, I was like, OK, this makes sense to me now. Like this has to be what happens. I, I now it's good. I think they're fun designs to make strong Pokemon out of. Iron Bundle is an icon, right? Like Iron Bundle is an icon. Delibird killing you. Iron Bundle is not the one that I think they pushed too far. I, no, but I love Iron Bundle because it's like, we made a deli bird, like, dangerous. I'm obsessed with that. I think Fluttermane was pushed too far, but Iron Bundle is great. So I, I have a question for you guys. Um, uh, in the DLC, do you think they'll actually explain Paradox Pokemon at all? I feel like they will. Because we're going back to Area Zero. I feel like Pokemon is going to pull a Pokemon thing, and it's going to be very vague and up to us to determine. I think they're going to propose a theory and not confirm it. I think they're going to give us more information at the very least, even if they don't go all the way. Like, I don't trust Briar at all, right? Like, I'll put it this way. I think we'll get more information about this than we ever did about that so-called war. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. There's also, like, the mysteriousness of Kojita that they added in Legends Arceus, and who knows when we'll get more information on... Kojita? What are we talking about? Yeah, uh, it's the uh, ancestor of Cynthia. I think that's her name, right? The the Cynthia one, the immortal Cynthia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The immortal Cynthia, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get more information on her at some point, right? But who knows when? She's immortal. Like, she's going to show up in more storylines, I assume. I'd love her in the next uh, Legends game. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> that's where I'd expect her to stay, like, in Legends. If it is Johto, that would make a lot of sense. Or Unova. I mean, you could make the story that she's the one who took the Landorus and the Tornadus and Thunderous over mm, there. That's true. I would hate another. I would hate it. You know what? I don't think we're going to get a Legends Unova because of the because of the genies. Now that I think about it. Maybe the genies are why we're going to get it. If you go into the tents at either the Diamond Clan or the Pearl Clan tents, mm-hmm. you find out that uh, what's his name? The champion of Unova. Was the progenitor of both clans, yeah. Alder? Alder's rel- Alder's great-great-grandfather was the one who created both the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan. Oh! 
Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Like you go in and you see the photos of the most important people, which is an Alder lookalike and then either a Maxi lookalike or an Archie lookalike. I I love those games and how much they just like leaned on lore. Yeah. I love Ninja Wally too. Ninja Wally, yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. It's like, oh, that I never expected you to be Wally. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But uh all right, I don't want us to go off on too many tangents, but Scarlet and Violet's been a good time. I've really enjoyed it. Was there room for improvement? Yes. Was it a excellent fun time? Yes. Yes. Scarlet and Violet made me feel positive about Pokemon again. I still don't understand. Same, same. Because you know what? Like, for me, for me, I want to say for everyone else, for me, Sword and Shield really was a rough spot. Also, I hated all of the, respectfully, I hated a lot of the music in um, Sword and Shield in the open world. Uh, Particularly, like, I don't need bagpipes. I don't need bagpipes playing in my living room ever, ever. No bagpipes. (laughs) That's just kind of a gripe I've had with Pokemon in general lately, where they try to lean very heavily on inspiration of, like, a real-life place. Yeah, and you know what? I'm okay with it this time. I just did not like the bagpipes. I think they were actually pretty good about it this time. It still felt like just like a generic Pokemon world, but th- that was inspired by uh, Spain and uh, Portugal. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the uh, open areas are more neutral. It's always the towns and cities that are like very inspired and very fun to enjoy for that reason. And partnering more with Toby Fox is not a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> like his music is really good <laughs> and it fits the series well enough. I, I'm... It's sad that Sword and Shield, they only put him as like, hey, you're battling Leon in the tower. Cool. Here's the Toby Fox song. And now he did like the raid music, which is really good. Uh, All right. Well, I think this is a good place to stop. I think we're all very happy with the game. And I'm very excited to see how this game develops in the next couple of years. um, I would love another set of DLC. I really wish Game Freak would just give us like another year of DLC for this game. Give us all the Pokemon in one game. That'd be no, that's Gen 10. Don't worry about it. It's the anniversary game. Gen 10. Everybody is here. <laughs> Gen 10 anniversary game. Everyone's here. Pokemon Ultimate. That's just the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Ultimate. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to end it here, guys. Uh, we are going to go ahead and kick it on over then to our Pokemon of the episode. We are going to catch you all on the flip flop. <laughs> Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 1017, Ogre Palm, the mask Pokemon, specifically Cornerstone this week. This form has excellent defenses, absorbing impacts solidly like the Cornerstone stones that support houses. I guess. I don't know that Cornerstones for houses absorb impacts like that, but yeah. I like that they chose to... I. So, like, I'm unsurprised by Grass-type Ogre Pond, um, Water-type Ogre Pond, and Fire-type Ogre Pond, but I was pleasantly surprised to find out that they were just like, here's a Grass-Rock Ogre Pond. Yeah, because it would have been so easy to do Electric. Yeah, they yeah. realized Electric was a step too far. That's what I would have expected if I were told there were... I don't know, like, things. Rock is the one that pleasantly surprises me. The other three, I don't care about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, having a 100% accurate Rock move... I do like good. a fire grass type yeah. that isn't just like a pepper. Skull villain, but, um, yeah. Skull villain, yeah. Skull villain's like almost there. Like it's almost it. 
You know what I mean? Like it's almost They could there. give it an evolution and everyone would be fine. Uh Yeah. It's like almost there, but I yeah, it's I, fine. I'm a little sa- I'm a little sad they gave it Moody because that's what it gets to be defined as now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> poor thing. Poor uh, thing. But uh Ogre Pawn uh, does the cornerstone no, it gives it keeps the same base stats, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it does get like a boost to its defense if I'm in incor- if I'm correct. I believe that's what also its yeah. Boost is yeah. it gets its boost to defense, um, and so its base stats I mean are bad. It's ogre pawn. It's uh base one twenty attack, one ten speed, um, ninety six special defense, sixty special attack. Who cares? Um, eighty four defense and eighty HP. So it's a decent Pokemon. Grass Rock is actually like a fantastic typing, by the way. Uh, as uh, as a, as a fan a of Cradley, yes, yes. Well, yes, Cradley has water absorb, which I really love. It's like it, it well, it like resists or it does. It like just takes normal damage it has for like everything, right? Yeah, it, it, it has. Takes, they cover each other well. Uh, yeah, they take two Pokemon or two types with like five or six weaknesses and condense it down to four. Yeah, that is true. It's actually like not bad. Wait, five? No, wait, no, four. Four. Yeah. four. It's no, fighting it's bug, fighting bug, steel and ice. Yeah, and like a weakness to steel and bug is not the end of the world because yeah. and it's especially because you have rock so like you're hitting the bug and ice back yep. yeah if it's a type and you're reasonably fast so you can do yeah. it. <laughs> and, and you have sturdy you're not dying in one hit and ivy cudgel turns into a rock type then too right so yeah which is really good because rock types don't get accurate attacks and yeah. rock is a really good uh offensive, offensive type. typing yeah. yeah that's true like it's a good pokemon uh yeah 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 it's interesting. It, I I also like the way it terrestrializes. I feel like the terrestrialization of Ogre Pond is the way that terrestrialization might should have probably worked for everything else. Uh, I like I, it just for I, this. I'm a I don't fan. Need I'm a fan. I'm a fan of like other Pokemon. I don't know. Like the way I think terrestrialization should work is like you, that Pokemon can turn into one of its types naturally. Um, but mm-hmm. like if you wanted to turn into a different type, it should hold an item or something. Like there should be a small drawback to maybe turning into a different type. I think. I look at it as kind of like a mega too. Like mm. that's kind of what it is here. Yeah, it's essentially a mega. I, I mean, to be fair, it does get a boost to one of its def- uh, its stats when it does this. So it gets a big stat boost. It gets a mm-hmm. new type. It's 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 practically a mega. You're you're not entirely wrong. Uh, I mean, it's you- probably closer to like the forms of Dialga Palkia, but you know. Oh, I was thinking yeah, of like Zacian with its you know broken sword. It's like I give am- it the item, and then it you know. I am waiting for the for the cards for this. Uh, That'll be interesting. That'll be a good set. You know what's going to be the star of the set? Oh, it's going to be the star for the set. Yeah, Uh, it's got to be the set. It's going to be the star of like two sets. I wouldn't be shocked. Yes, like here's two ogre pawn in this set. Here's two ogre pawn in that set. Yep, or at least in Japan. Here it will be. Let's call it masked madness for the expansion. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. but yeah, if you want to play with Ogre Pond in the game, uh, we do have a team for you for Battle Stadium Singles. Is it still called Battle Stadium Singles? Is that what we call it? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, sure. BSS. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, it's still I mean, Battle Stadium Online. It used to be yeah. Battle Stadium. It's Battle Stadium now, but it used to be like Battle something else singles. Battle Spot still, Singles. Battle Spot. That was it. Battle Spot was a cool name, and I don't That's know it. why we changed it, but you know, whatever. Uh, so we do have a Battle Stadium Singles team uh, with Ogre Pond Cornerstone on it. It's got the ability. Here's sturdy. a question for you guys. Oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, no, okay. Uh, it's got the ability Sturdy. Uh, it's got the Rock Terra type because it can't have a different one. Um, 252 attack, 252 speed, uh, Jolly Nature, so we're going fast. Ivy Cudgel, so you have the only 100% accurate Rock type move in the game. 
Well, Physical with, the, exce- rock, with yeah. the exception of that's power this gem. strong, certainly, right? Power, power gem, gem and ancient power. But, oh, and ancient, yeah, both the special attacks. Um, yeah, and then, then you've got horn leech uh, for some health recovery and also stab swords dance because then he could just hit hard um, and substitute. So I mean, that, yeah, this is this is definitely you don't die one. in one hit. So yeah. if you horn leech back all your HP, you know, yep, you can keep going. And then, of course, because we have to make the team good, we put a flutter main on it. Uh, <laughs> Icon, we love a flutter main. Uh, a flutter I- main, uh, holding focus sash. Uh, Protosynthesis is the ability because it can't get a different one. Um, it's got terratype ground. Uh, that's an interesting terratype actually for it. And it's got uh, a two fifty two H uh, special attack, two fifty two speed, uh, timid nature. Uh, Boon Blast for Stab Hex, uh, because not only do we have Terra Blast so that we can hit uh, other Pokemon, but we can also Thunder Wave, and we can get double power off that Hex. Um, all right, uh, somebody take two more of these bad boys. This is, I, I look at the other ones, and, like, there's only one of these I think is, like, semi-interesting. I want to talk about the Ogre Pond of Gen 8, uh, yeah, which is Urshifu. <laughs> it is, though. It is, though. You're not wrong. It is, not though. Wrong. What I was going to ask you guys is, would you consider Urshifu and Ogre Pond legendaries? Uh, I yes. think they are considered. Yes. No, I, yeah. think, okay. I think this is, like, kind of what they're doing to, like, I don't think we're going to get mythicals anymore. Like, mythical Pokemon are probably just gone. What I love about them, or what I find very interesting about them, is that their stats are not typically as high as we expect of legendary Pokemon. But they're still yeah, good. but usually they're well, pushed to and, be strong enough. If you, they're if pretty you like, optimized. They're optimized. If you look at like Urshifu is crafted to be a competitive yeah, Pokemon. It really is. Uh like mid five hundreds instead of hitting like six hundred, whatever, right? Yeah, but I think that's um, I think that's necessary. And it, like its speed stat is specifically like ninety seven, which mm-hmm. is uh so that it's just outspeeds ninety fives, but it's not outspeeding things like the hundreds Zernius, or anything faster. Right? Or, yeah. 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 Alright, so Urshifu Rapid Strike we're going with uh, has Terra-type Electric and it's holding a Punching Glove. Adamant Nature with 252 Attack, 252 Speed, and then 4 into Defense and we're running Aqua uh, Aqua Jet for uh, Priority because this is the Water-type. Uh, Ice Punch, Thunder Punch, Surging Strike. Yeah. A mostly standard one. That's mostly standard. And speaking of, yeah, yeah, pretty Usually much. you'd have close combat, but you know. Yeah. Speaking of Priority, we have a Scizor. With the Citrus Berry and, of course, Technician. Terra-type Dark. This team has a lot of fun Terra-types. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this has uh, got uh, Adamant 252 HP. Ooh, it's a thick boy. Uh, 52 attack and 204 defense. I'm curious if that is for a specific reason. Um, I well, it has Swords Dance, so that's probably the reason it's not in attack. Uh, yeah, so it runs Swords Dance, Knock Off, U-Turn, and Bullet Punch. Interesting. Uh... Yeah, U-turn and Swords Dance. Knock off this one. <laughs> I mean, it's uh Terra type, or it's a uh, yeah Terra type. Yeah, get stab, stab knock off. Yeah, here. stab knock off. <laughs> All right, closing out the team, we have a choice band Dragonite with the multi scalability as your Dragonites do when you're not in doubles. Uh, we're Terra flying, max attack, max speed, adamant nature, outrage, Terra blast for that flying stab. Earthquake Extreme Speed, uh, relatively standard Dragonite in the like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your your Dragonite's either a Terra Flying or Terra Normal. We're Terra Flying. It's fine. And last up, we have the Choice Back Toxtricity with the Punk Rock ability. Uh, this is not low key, whatever the other one is, but it doesn't really matter. No, it's not that, but you know, it's it's because you're bluffing. It's fine. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not using the exclusive attack to it, but you want your opponent to think you could. Um, mm-hmm. Modest nature and back special attack and a bunch of weird stuff. Water Terra. We have Check Overdrive, out. which is our stab electric sound based attack that gets boosted by punk rock that's exclusive to Toxtricity. Sludge Bomb, Boom Burst, and a Vault Switch. Hmm. Uh, this looks like fun. I, I've been trying to find a way to get back into competitive Pokemon because I can't understand OU anymore, which is saying something, I think. To be uh, fair, OU changes like every couple weeks. Uh, yeah. Oh, part, I forgot to part, put that in the news segment. They banned, uh, Glyscore. To be, to be fair, it, part of it is the, just the way like Scarlet and Violet is set up that like new Pokemon show up. So it changes a lot. It's very mm-hmm. volatile, but. Uh, also like new Pokemon, the way they play, I just don't understand. I think BSS might be my entry back into it. I like, I, I can kind of understand VGC, but I think BSS is going to be where I get a feel for Pokemon again. I mean, that's why I grabbed this team. It's like, yeah. oh, this is a generally offensive team. Uh, I th- yeah, I, I actually might, you know what? If people want it enough, I might try to stream with this team or something similar to it. Um, and we can see how Kai we can climb. There's so much Pokemon I want to stream and. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I have to sit down and actually decide. Like I, I feel like this uh, bundle of possibilities, but I need to. I need to <laughs> iron bundle the, of possibilities. Yeah, yeah, this iron bundle of possibilities, and mm-hmm. tis the season. <laughs> tis the season, indeed, uh, <laughs> indeed. So I need to figure it out. So all right, we are gonna go ahead then, guys, and we are gonna kick it on over to our mailbag. So let's uh, kick it on over to that. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is a part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com and we will hopefully read it on the show. Uh, we got a few today. Last week, we asked you guys what you thought about Pokemon Coliseum and uh, boy, do you all agree with me. And <laughs> we're going to go ahead and read a couple of those emails uh, here for you guys. Uh, but of course, if any of these emails spark great discussion, we are going to go ahead and give that person the green Tauros badge over on the Discord server where you get a cool role and technically access to a little channel. For a whole month. For a whole month because it's going to reset on uh, January 1st. All right. So our first email this week is going to be from Sweet Citrus, a new person today. Hello, Puckle Peoples. I've been a longtime listener, new Discord member, Sweet Citrus, and now emailer. I do not believe we will see a re-release of Pokemon Coliseum again or any game in that format style. Back then, I think there was more of a niche for the 3D models than that we saw on the console spinoffs, such as Colosseum, Darkness, and Revolution. Oh, well, it's not Darkness. Well, I, oh, I guess it's Scale of Darkness. Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. I call it XD, but yes, sure. You can call it Darkness. You can call sense. it Darkness, yeah. <laughs> now there's the, just the Switch, and as opposed to the DS and Wii or GBC slash GameCube combo a lot of us grew up with, I think the route to the company has gone with is PLA is the route that we will... Or, yeah, is the route we will see in the near future. I absolutely agree with you. I just think we should have more. <laughs> Going back and adding Pokemon lore and plots from the past. I personally love the style of these ga- that these games had, with a more more of an emphasis on battling in my opinions, or in my opinion. I would think a spin-off of some something similar to an intro to VGC style battling, like was mentioned in last week's episode, is more likely seeing as there is a lack of double battles in these most recent editions of the franchise. I do agree with that actually. That, that is very weird. Very weird. On that train of thought, I would rather see something like this added to the future mainline games with a small plot detour in the future. 
only if the AI scales as you get further with unique battling strategies instead of random Pokemon mixed into a team as we saw with some filler battles in past versions. That may be uh, a wish only Jirachi could fulfill, though. I would be interested in seeing, like, a Mount Battle come back. You know what I mean? Like, we do Mount Battle, but it's all double battles. Where there's actually a goal and you can be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a cool way to do double battles. I think that, yeah. I know Revolution Tech... I mean, we don't even have a battle Nothing. facility this time. I'm hoping we get it in Indigo Disc. Oh, that would make sense. I have to hope. I mean, they have a whole other Elite Four. Why not a battle thing? Yeah. Not very original Elite Four, but they do have mm, Elite Four. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know Revolution isn't technically part of the question, but for the thoughts of the game portion of the question, I couldn't help but reminisce about battling my brother and our friends from our DSs on the TV with the anticipation of what I could compare to uh, as watching a sporting event play out. Actually, I hard agree with this. Um, it was <laughs> awesome to view the center screen like a giant stadium monitor while everyone's guessing which what move or Pokemon is coming next. So the Switch technically has this. There's technically a spectator view <laughs> for Pokemon battles. It's just you have to be like on... It has to be like a physical connection. And also like oh, TOs are the only ones who have like pure access to it. You have to like hack in your access and it's dumb. Yeah, it's really weird, and I wish they would just release it to the rest of us. I want VS Seeker back. I love VS Seeker. Yeah, yeah. The Splatoon has replays. Why can't we? Why can't we have replays, right? Yeah. Like, that. I wish we could do viewer, like, yeah. battle commentary. That would be so cool again. Uh, sorry for going off topic at the end. I really appreciate and enjoy the content you put out, Sweet Citrus. Well, we appreciate that email, Sweet Citrus. All right, this next one is going to be from uh, Backstein. Yeah. Hi, Thatch and Co. Unfortunately, I've never played Coliseum. However, following this, I might give it a go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> XD is so much better. XD fixes a lot of the problems, but Coliseum is really bad, I think, in terms of its gameplay. Incredibly slow to get anywhere in that game. And it's not even a big game. Uh, it's a very short game, but... Getting places takes forever. Animations take forever. Uh, it, it has problems. It has lots of problems. Um, but anyways, this is more of a random update. When I first started listening to the podcast, I didn't play the TCG and didn't have much interest. Over time, though, listening to Thatch talk oh, so passionately about it, I thought I'd give it a go. The first thing I attended was a pre-release for Scarlet and Violet, and I loved it. Following from this, I thought, and I'd build a deck, and have now made a great group of friends that I play with every Monday evening. Four, nice, uh, four of us from the group are even going to Poland to compete in the regionals next weekend, and we've got team hoodies on order. I'll be playing Chen Pao Backs Caliber Iron Hands, and hopefully I can win a game. The goal is just to get one win, as it's my first actual tournament. Anyways, thanks for getting me into the TCG. It's great fun, even if it hurts the wallet. Kind regards, Backstein. Woo! Yeah, TCG does hurt the wallet. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an adult's game. Champau's a good deck, though, so yeah, good luck. Yeah, best of luck to your team. Good luck in Poland, though, for the regional. All right, this last email is going to be from uh, Dunsparce. Yeah, oh, they rhymed. I like that. Fasten that buckle, hosts of Puckle, and keep your hands inside the switch part for the duration of this ride. Coliseum holds a special place in my heart. That's that's yeah. a good pun. That's a good pun, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
I liked the rye more than the pun, but I liked them both. Yeah. I like the Switch Cart reference. <laughs> Coliseum holds a special place in my heart due to it being the required rite of passage for anyone wanting to have a ribbon master. I am firmly of the opinion that the definition must be has all ribbons available to the species. Otherwise, what happens when Legends Unova gives a ribbon? Some Pokemon will be easier to complete, but that simply gives an easier path for a quest I highly recommend everyone try. I'm not going to, but if you want to, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. There's just one pitfall I should mention. Colosseum. My Magnum Opus Ribbon Master is a square, shiny, Dunsparce that has right hidden values to eventually become a Dunsparce while manipulating the RNG to get that shiny. Took literal weeks. It was far from the most difficult activity. That honor goes to waiting for Colosseum battle animations. Even playing at 4x speed, <laughs> every battle is extremely slow. That is so true, though. Not wrong. A game takes forever. Actual forever. You clearly see the desire to drag the game out uh, past Blockbuster's rental period. I may not have noticed as a kid. Yep. <laughs> but having to work to eat makes me realize my day job is far easier than waiting, suffering through map battle. And then realizing you went through it on the wrong mode to get the ho-oh, and then you had to go through the other map. Ugh, that's rotted. It was one of those things that, like, when I was a kid during my summers, you know? It was fine. And now it's like, I don't have the patience for it. You know what? I'm just going to say, I'm glad I didn't have a GameCube. I don't have the patience for it anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, as as a kid, like, during the summers, it was great, because, like, you could, if it was raining, like, this is my Pokemon Coliseum day. I'm going to get that ho today, you know? I may never fully recover to a point where I can enjoy Coliseum again. This is no problem, since there is no way it gets remade out of a virtual console title. But hey, if Dunsparce could be given an evolution, then clearly anything is possible. It's not happening. May your days be filled with ribbons. Done sparse. No, no. I'll do ribbons in a game. <laughs> oh, I'm never doing the ribbons. It's fine. I, I don't need ribbons. I don't need ribbons. That's no, We're not doing all the ribbons. I'll do ribbons for games on the Switch. We ain't doing all that. <sighs> yeah. I don't want to go back to the old contests. Keep those away. I don't know. I like, I like some older content, but like Coliseum is just not one of them. That I care about. I mean, the thing is, you need a. Fr I think you need a fresh save file for your Heart Gold Soul Silver, or you can't have beaten Red yet to get that ribbon. And it's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't know. Heart Gold Soul Silver are like enjoyable games to play, though. I feel like they're really good Pokemon games, and you cannot say that about Colosseum in the same way. Now, Colosseum Colosseum is a unique Pokemon game. It is very unique. Unique does not mean good. But what's unique got to do with it? Uh, that's right. Lots of things are unique. <laughs> I don't need to revisit it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unique does not mean good. I think everybody just really likes Coliseum because of the concept of Coliseum. Nostalgia, yeah. Well, the nostalgia and the concept, like, the, the concept of being, like, an edgy... I mean, it, Pokemon Coliseum's main theme is very, very early 2000s, where it's just like, hey, I'm this edgy guy with these Pokemon... It's gritty and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gritty, which is it, which I think everybody's just like, man, there's not another Pokemon game that's like this. It's like, yeah, but doesn't there need to be right? Like, there's not another Pokemon game like uh, what's that tactics one we always love to talk about? There's no conquest either, but uh, conquest, conquest. It's unique. I don't know how recently you've played Pokemon Conquest, but I've played it somewhat recently. I think Pokemon Conquest and Pokemon Coliseum have similar-ish issues. That's my point. Like, listen, unique is just 
that that's all it is. Unique is unique. It is unique. Like Conquest is Conquest is a very cute game. Um, I just don't think that I will ever be like I really want to play Conquest. I find Conquest really grindy because the gameplay kind of drags. It's really grindy. Yeah, it's very grindy. I I remember going for like most of like the perfect sync pairs on all the characters, and that was that was a that was a very unfortunate decision and not fun. And each time you start up the story, they're even weakened again, and it's annoying. And I mean, you at least have them, but it's annoying. It it is not a perfect game. <laughs> it is a flawed game. A flawed game. That's what. Yeah, like you know what? It's unique, but like, uh, what's unique got to do? Exactly. But yes, uh, thank you for these emails. Do you guys then want to give it to anybody? Anybody in particular? I like Sweet Citrus the most, honestly, but... Uh, Sweet Citrus is fine, yeah. If they're a new... It, yeah, that was their first email and they got into the TCG, so I love that for them. So there you go, Sweet Citrus. You pick it up. Uh, just ask us for the badge and it's all yours. But yeah, next week, or not even next week, there won't be a mailbag in this upcoming episode because of the holiday, um, but we will have it again in two weeks. So in two weeks, we want to know what you think about Scarlet and Violet. Have you enjoyed it this past year? Do you think it's done anything great? Uh, have you think it's done anything poorly? Send us send us your emails at uh, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. But of course, if you want to hang out with us throughout the week and over the Thanksgiving holiday, you can do so by coming to pucklediscord.com where you can join it and hang out with all of us. Uh, of course, you can follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Additionally, you can follow us over at YouTube and uh, twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And finally, if you want to help support the show, you can do so by going over to trollandtoad.com and buying some cardboard like me and uh, get a 5% discount with code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout. Um, additionally, uh, I mean, a great time to get that uh, shiny that Paul Dayan Fates uh, set that's coming out. So That pre-order? You can get that pre-order in over there. Uh, additionally, you can, uh, also go ahead and, uh, go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast. I think, uh, based on the poll I put into the chat, we're going to have a tier where we're either doing a t-shirt or a play mat. I have to decide which one I want to source first. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards t-shirt just because it has more mass appeal. So we're going to, we're going to get, uh, a, a sweet puckle t-shirt that's going to come out to you that will be Patreon exclusive in some way. And if, depending on how that works out, it might hit the general public, but, uh, I will make no guarantees <laughs> for that. So yeah, with that note, guys, I have been Trainer Thatch. I continue to be sublime. And I'm R Sigma. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.